to have you. Thanks a lot for taking the time. Glad to have this man back. Cash Patel, he's the former um, chief of staff over the DOD, and he's a great author. He's got a new book coming out. We're going to talk about that at length. Cash, how are you? Good to see you again. Hey, thanks so much for having me back on. A tremendous interview with uh, President Trump. Your whole audience should go watch that if they haven't seen it already. Oh, it was awesome. Thank you. I appreciate it. You know, it's funny. They gave me 15 minutes and he just kept talking. And I was like, what are you going to tell him? Stop talking? No. So he went about 20 minutes. And afterwards, we spent four or five more minutes. He, how, Cash, let me ask you something. You work closely with him. How is he so engaged? How is he so energetic knowing that the, the weight of the entire left on this uh, on this planet is, is coming down on him? It's, he just seems to blow it off and keep going. You know, I ask him that when no one's around. And I'm just like, how do you do it? I'm, I'm tired. The, 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 the warriors <laughs> on our mission, like Joe and everybody are tired. And he's like, Cash. Too much is at stake. Our country is at stake. I'm not going to let it down. And that's it. And he just puts another 10-pound boulder in his rucksack and just keeps going. And he grows bigger and stronger, and I've never seen him in better shape. And it, it's inspiring for us, and that's our job to get that message out, that he's never going to bend the knee, so we're not going to bend the knee. It is Cash Patel. Go to fightwithcash.com, and it's K-A-S-H, fightwithcash.com. The new book is called Government Gangsters. We'll get into that in a moment uh, in depth. Uh, I've got to ask you, though, just about how the left seems to be slowly but surely agreeing that Joe Biden's missing a step, maybe a little bit off the fastball. Cash, this guy's gone. His, his speech yesterday oh. in front of the U.N. was so embarrassing. What he said, he said he's worked one day on climate change. I guess he meant from day one. And then he said, let me be clear. And then he went, I don't know what the guy said. And you've got world leaders looking at him, knowing what you and I know, that he's not in charge of anything. Who do you think's pulling the strings? Is it Obama? Is it Valerie Jarrett? Is it the Clinton? It's not Joe Biden. We can agree to that, right? Oh, yeah. It's the Obama team. They've planted their advisors in there. They've been running it since day one. And the sad reality is when you have a bumbling stooge for a commander in chief, you know what you do? You give $6 billion to the world's largest state sponsor of terror, and you give them their terrorists back and the world continues to laugh at you, and more American hostages are going to be taken, and their nuclear program is going to increase, and our national security mission is failing. That's what happens when world leaders at the U.N. laugh at you. Well, I've got to ask you, as the chief of staff of the DOD, what is the mechanism? How does it work? What's the process? Let's say Trump wanted to, and he never would have done this, mm-hmm. but he wanted to give five Iranians back to get five Americans back and unfreeze $6 billion to allow them to sponsor more terrorism. Does he go to the DOD? Does he go to, to the Secretary of Defense? Does he talk to you? How does that process go? Did everybody in this administration line up and say, yeah, this is a good idea. Let's give Iran $6 billion and five people. It's supposed to be an interagency process. I quarterbacked counterterrorism for President Trump and the hostage portfolio. President Trump rescued 54 detainees and hostages from over two dozen countries and didn't pay $6 billion and give up the merchant of death. He had WASTA on the global stage. He used the interagency, came to DOD. We did missions and special operations when necessary, engaged in diplomatic negotiations through the State Department and our partners in places like Switzerland. What happens is the money, this is this is an intentional coordinated scam by the Biden administration. The Treasury Department gets South Korea to unlock six billion in frozen funds that the that we, the United States, took from them because they're the largest state sponsor of terror. Yes. And now it goes in through the Middle East in a back door. And Joe Biden has the audacity to say, we're going to monitor how they spend the money in Iran. Which, of course, they won't. And the lie is that they have to use it for humanitarian purposes. Of course, the leader of Iran was in New York for the U.N., and, and he sits down with Lester Holt on NBC and says, we'll spend it however we want. Nobody can tell us how to spend it. Exactly. And you know where it's going? Two places. On their special operations Quds force, terrorism, funding terrorism. Um, those guys killed more American soldiers than any other one organization in modern history. Just FYI. And it's going to their nuclear program. The day after they got the $6 billion, do you know what they did with the U.N. cops that watch over their nuclear program? No. They kicked them all out of the country. So, of course, they're going to put it into their nuclear program. And who does that harm? Us. They're not doing it to get energy to the poor people in Iran. That's a joke, almost yeah. as big of a joke as Biden.
and they're going to be using it against our friend Israel as well. Can you tell me, why, again, you were in government, maybe you know the answer to this. Why is it that Republicans and conservatives see uh, Israel as our little brother and our friend, and Democrats seem to turn their backs on Israel? What is that? It's simply because of the former. Because we, the conservative movement, have made the smart decision to continue our great ally, uh, assistance to our ally, the Israelis, over there, the left is like, oh, no, well, we have to say the opposite. This is a national security issue. This is an apolitical matter. We need the Israelis as a partner in the Middle East. President Trump brokered Middle East peace uh, with them, through them, and other Middle Eastern partners. And now you've seen Joe Biden, his response has been, well, basically, we're going to reverse this thing because none of the Middle Eastern countries have any respect for them. And they just did that the other week. So it's, it's just politicization of the national security mission yet again. Is there anything in place right now? And it's Cash Patel. Cash, uh, go to fightwithcash.com. It's K-A-S-H. His book is called Government Gangsters. It is out as of yesterday. Go and get it right now. Um, is there anything in place right now for the entirety of the world to stop Iran from coming up with a nuclear weapon? Any stops, anything at all in place? No. They, they used to be terrified of what President Trump would do. And so we were able to curb it that way. But not only that. They are partnering up with our allies in the Middle East. The Iranians are partnering up with the Saudis. They're partnering up with other countries in the region. They're partnering up with Russia and China and North Korea and Syria. These people are going to get funding and sell weaponry and have an exchange with these nations that used to help curb Iran's nuclear program. But since the United States has no presence anymore under Joe Biden, we're out. And there is no nuclear deterrent. And that should terrify any American, any global citizen, especially the people at UNGA, but we know they're they're there just to give Zelensky more money and get on TV. What did you do, and what did President Trump do for four years that kept all these bad actors in check? He wasn't I mean, look. He dropped fifty six or fifty seven bombs on Syria when they didn't follow what he said to do. But other than that, was that all he had to do? Because everybody else didn't do anything. Russia wasn't invading anybody. North Korea wasn't setting off bombs. You didn't have Iran saber rattling at all. They all shut up and stayed in place for four years. Why? What did you guys do? He, President Trump used the full force of the government, military operations when needed to kill Baghdadi and al-Qaeda senior leadership and rescue American hostages, diplomacy when needed to go to North Korea and sit down with Kim Jong-un so he would stop firing rockets over our friends in Japan. Right. And the Russians, Putin and Xi Jinping, feared him because he would put economic sanctions and tariffs on China. And that is their bread and butter. And if they can't ship goods out of China, they have no money to operate. He would do all of these things and mean it. And when he picked up the phone, Xi Jinping would would take his call, and so would Putin. And when he said, hey, if you guys don't get in line, we're going to make it hurt for you even more, they knew that was a reality that was coming down the pipeline based on Trump's actions. Fightwithcash.com, fightwithkash.com. It's Cash Patel. Get his book. It's called Government Gangsters. We had uh, we, we saw Merrick Garland in front of the House Committee today where he was just, I don't know if he was lying, he was fake crying, he was pausing when he shouldn't have. Um, a, a simple question he wouldn't answer, and he kind of, kind of perjured himself. I think Massey called him out on this, where he was asked how many FBI agents or federal agents were involved in that crowd that was rioting at the Capitol on January 6th. And he, stopped, he said, I don't know if there were or weren't any which really screwed him up because he does know. He knows if there were or if there weren't any. So Massey said, did you just perjure yourself? Did you just tell us that you, you, you sit here before us not knowing whether there were or weren't? Well, let me rephrase it, he said. And then he tried to rephrase his way out of it. Cash, is there any doubt that there were federal agents in that crowd? None. And talk about government gangsters of the first order. Merrick Garland and Chris Ray are the top two culprits and that they're destroying our system of justice and creating a two-tier one. Look, we now know without any equivocation, there was a dozen minimum federal sources, paid informants, and the FBI's former director of the DC field office came out and admitted they lost track of them. 
Right. The FBI lost track of the informants they had on the job for the D.C. Capitol riot scheme, and they lost them and were supposed to be paying them. On top of that, Joe, they admitted they had two dozen undercover federal agents on site. Chris Ray and Merrick Garland have lied to the world and Congress about this repeatedly. They, of course, know the answers to that. They're quarterbacking those cases in that investigation single-handedly. And Congress should bring Merrick Garland up on contempt of charges for lying yet again. But for some reason, we don't want to take his money. We don't want to take some of his funding. We're going to let him continue to lie and continue to rig elections and continue to destroy our system of justice. For those who don't know, the Attorney General is the boss of the Department of Justice. Is there any way, shape, or form he can squirm out of this and say, I just didn't know? But he, he would have had to have known, right? Or if he didn't know Cash, after he's asked the first time months ago, doesn't he go back to his department and say, all right, tell me who was there? It'd be exactly. easy for him to find out, right? That's exactly what happens. He calls the director of the FBI who works for him and says, hey, Chris Ray, how many informants do we have there? How much money are we spending there? How is it that we didn't know who was there working for the FBI and we lost them? That's something you would think our top cop would want to fix so in future investigations we don't lose our taxpayer-funded informants and have a better system of justice. It's just a disgrace. And, you know, the fake news will cover for him and give him cheap headlines like, I'm not President Trump's. Uh, lawyer. No, you're just his bag man. Excuse me, President Biden. You're right. just his bag man. I mean, these, these empty epithets that are completely meaningless. And Congress is refusing to take any serious action against him for committing felonies in their face. So clearly he's lying to them. There's no way that he could have, he can't have it both ways. I didn't know, or I do, or I, I might, or I might not know. Yep. He can't play that game. But we can go back to David Weiss, who said, this goes well above me. I'm not the, the final decision maker on Hunter Biden during that investigation. And Merrick Garland has said he was the decision maker. So somebody's lying. I would have to think it's Garland and not Weiss. Why would Weiss lie and make himself look weak? So uh, Merrick Garland at least lied on that as well, right? I mean, if if this does stop at David Weiss, why would lie, Weiss lie about that and say it goes above him? He can't do anything. All special counsels report to the attorney general, period. Great That's point. the law. That's the law. You can't bring a charge until the attorney general says, that's okay, go forth and proceed. So, so when Garland says Weiss was the top, he's lying. He has he's to lying. be. He's literally lying out of the DOJ manual. It says when a special counsel is appointed, they will report to the attorney general. That's Merrick Garland. And so if he wants to continue the charade about saying, oh, it's a Trump appointee, the guy was nominated by two Democratic senators from the state of Joe Biden's Delaware. Yeah. OK, this Trump appointee red herring is a total miss is a head fake. Um, and we have whistleblower testimony that shows Weiss requested prosecution powers in Washington, D.C., California and was turned down. And when Merrick Garland was asked about that today, he said, oh, well, OK, yeah, actually other people could, you know, make a decision on whether to use his office. But, you know, he still had all the power. No, he didn't. It's crazy. Cash, what, and you say take his money away. So you're saying defund the DOJ completely until no. they get until they get straightened out. Is that what you is that what you you, you want us to do? No, I, look, I'm the guy that says never defund fully the DOJ and FBI. But so just take we, his salary away. Do do what we, No, forget the salary. You, you go you go better than that. Do what we did in Russiagate when the DOJ and FBI violated 17 congressional subpoenas. We took specific pockets of money. You know what you do? You ground Chris Ray's government-funded G5 jet okay. so he can't go off on vacation and we fuel the G5 bill. And you ground Merrick Garland's brand-new fleet of Escalades that escort him around on his various boondoggles. And you put a fence, as we call it in Congress, around maybe $5, $10 million worth of new funding for some new building they want to build. And you shut down Chris Ray's uh, behemoth that he wants to build that's twice right. the size of the Pentagon out in Maryland. And I guarantee you the next day those subpoenas will be fulfilled in full like they were with us in Russiagate. But in Congress, for some reason – 
I don't, I really don't understand. You know, I love a lot of those guys who are fighting like heck for us, you know, Jordan and Comer and company, but, and Gates and all these people, but what are you doing? You guys are in charge. You have the gavels. You have the purse. Why well, we we, we saw we saw how McCarthy got rolled by Biden in the stupid uh, debt ceiling uh, debate. Yeah. I mean, four to six trillion dollars more, and more Democrats in the House voted for it than Republicans. So, Cash, I mean, even when we think we have we have the power, they're afraid to use it. Do you know why? If I if I knew the answer to that one, man, I mean, just look at the January sixth committee. They didn't send letters and mother may eyes. They sent subpoenas out the gate by the dozens. Right. And this committee. These committees in Congress who are Republican-led now won't enforce any of their subpoenas. They have inherent contempt of Congress powers. They can go out and arrest anyone who violates a congressional subpoena themselves. Why is it that Bannon and Navarro are allowed to be prosecuted on a baseless contempt charge and we won't enforce the same rule of law against the government gangsters, Ray and Garland, who are coordinating these efforts? It's just mind-boggling to me, and it's tragic. We have ceded, Congress has ceded its constitutional oversight authority to the executive branch. Now they work for the executive branch instead of the other way around. It's crazy. It's Cash Patel, K-A-S-H Patel, P-A-T-E-L. Get his book. It's called Government Gangsters. It's available now. It came out yesterday. Do you get it on Amazon? Cash? Uh, yeah, governmentgangsters.com. I signed uh, thousands of copies of these bad boys, governmentgangsters.com. And you can also get it on Amazon. I list the government gangsters in the back by name and title. I, I put it in the government's own documents so you can read. All of the information yourself. Donald Trump called it the roadmap Perfect. for 2024. Let's obliterate the deep state together. That's this mission book. I want to finish on the indictments. Everybody go and get this book. It's called Government Gangsters. You can go to governmentgangsters.com. Um, when it comes to the indictments, I'm not going to waste your time. You and I agree all four cases are bogus. They're made up. There's nothing there. They're specious. I can shoot holes in every single charge. It's dumb. Mm -hmm. Having said that, why did they do it? Because I've got people who are conservative, who do what I do for a living, who are very good at what they do, who literally have said this on their shows. They keep indicting Trump because they want to make sure he's the nominee because they think they can beat him. I think that's ridiculous. What do you think? They keep indicting Trump because they want to be the guy that got Trump, quote unquote. They want right. to kneecap Donald Trump. That's why you have this 14th Amendment ridiculous lunacy in the mainstream media about taking Donald Trump off. Yeah, but, Cash, we, we now, but now we know why they used the word insurrection for years. I didn't know why they were using that word. It's in the 14th Amendment. That was the game the whole time. But you know what's not in the 14th Amendment? What? President. Right. Well, of course. It applies to the vice president, senators, and representatives and lower level officers. And by the way, there was no insurrection, so it doesn't matter anyway. Right. DOJ could have charged him with insurrection if there was an insurrection. They would have charged him with illegally possessing classified documents if he actually did it. But they didn't. They created these bogus charges in this two-tier system of justice. And we have to defeat guys like Garland and Ray who are doing this to us everyday Americans, and that's the mission. Last question, 20 seconds, if you can do it for me. If you're there to the right hand of Donald Trump when he wins again in 24, what's the first thing he does to clean up the DOJ? He, he puts in a whole new suite of personnel from not just the AG, like 16 levels below that. There's like 40 appointments in DOJ he's got to make. We got the bench. We're doing the same thing at FBI, the same thing at DOD, CIA, NSA. Every single agency is coming to heel because we're going to put America first people who will not violate the Constitution there. Fightwithcash.com. It's K-A-S-H. Cash Patel. Get his book called Government Gangsters, governmentgangsters.com. Cash, thanks a million. Let's do it again soon. Hey, thanks, brother. Have a great All right. day. All right, brother. We're back after this. Stay right here. Joe Pags.
Glad to have you. Thanks. I appreciate you stopping by. It's the Joe Pag Show. Love having Cash Patel on, the former DOD chief of staff. He won't pull any punches. He says, yes, there were federal agents there on uh, on January 6th. Um, yes, Merrick Garland's lying. Yes, you can fix the DOJ. Here's how you do it. And his book is called Government Gangsters. Governmentgangsters.com. Go there. And as he said, I'm not sure if he has any of those thousand signed copies left. But if he does, you might want to go and grab yourself a copy of that. And again, I, I think with a Trump win next year, um, Cash Patel would certainly be involved in getting this government back to where it should be and getting us back on track as a free liberated nation. We, we love uh, having Cash on. Fightwithcash.com, and it's K-A-S-H, or governmentgangsters.com. We've got Major Travis Yates next hour. We're going to talk about how police are under attack in this country. And if you're in Phoenix specifically, or Louisville, he wants to talk specifically to you. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Stay here. This is the Joe Pags Show.